Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal and Bill, an eventful day in Washington as we sit on the brink of apocalypse, perhaps even Sharknado, as it appears the uh, government may be shutting down. It looks that way. I gather the House is about to send back to the Senate another continuing resolution, uh, this time adding to it a, a, a delay for one year of the individual mandate in Obamacare, a very defensible thing to do since Obama himself de- delayed the employer mandate. Um, and a, uh, uh, adding the provision that would uh, cancel, that would eliminate the congressional exemption that uh, the administration gave to Congress and its staff from Obamacare, from the, from the provision of the law that they passed themselves three years ago. I think these are both very popular things that the Republican House has added. I, they probably would have been better off advancing this a week or two ago and forcing the debate to be on the individual mandate and the congressional exemption, both of which I think are very, as I say, are very unpopular. But still, I think this now puts the Republicans in a pretty good place. Harry Reid is going to shut down the government because he won't delay the individual mandate for a year and because he wants Congress to get subsidies that no one else in the exchanges will get. But will the media allow the Republicans to tell that story, or is the media simply going to say shut down, shut down, shut down, which seemed to be their approach over the weekend? The media will not be fair. I know that's a shock to you, Michael. But um, <laughs> And the fact they are, I'd say the last 48 hours have been you know, liberal media bias kind of waxes and wanes. It's always there. Sometimes it really flares up. You know, it's like a summer in Washington. It's always hot. Sometimes it's really unbearably hot. And it's been unbearably biased over the last 48, 72 hours. And I think it will be for a while longer. But I'm not sure House Republicans can't punch through. Um, I think also they passed the bills late Saturday night, which I guess the Senate may take up today, uh, guaranteeing the military its pay. And uh, Harry Reid uh, has, has not taken it up yet, I believe, but he, he may take it up and pass it. If he passes it through the Senate and the president signs it, then they've established the, the uh, precedent that little parts of the government can be funded even during a shutdown, that, that, that the Senate will take up bills that the House passes funding particular parts, particularly important parts of the government. If I were the House uh, Speaker, I would think about sending the Senate five bills tomorrow, funding you know, food safety inspections and uh, airport traffic controls, you know, things that people do sense are important. Uh, let the Senate uh, explain why they're not taking them up if they don't. If they do take them up, the House can, you know, can open parts of the government that really are important. Uh, we can all survive a shutdown of most of the other parts for two, three, four, five, maybe uh, ten days, and um, and then see if where public opinion is then. I, I think this the House Republicans haven't exactly done it the way I would have done it, as you know, if you've obviously been reading the Weekly Standard or listening to these podcasts over the last couple of months. But I, I think they've ended up in a less bad place, let me put it that way, than <laughs> the media all think, and maybe actually in a pretty good place where they can win this debate. But, you know, the people I've been talking to who are, you know, who observe Republican politics and politics as a whole say the best they can hope for is a non-disaster. Is that really how bad it is for the Republican leadership? No, I, is I don't agree with that the, the end of the day, um, look, it's President Obama who has shown a total failure of leadership here. His position is he won't negotiate about anything. The, the continuing resolution, uh, the uh, debt ceiling, which is coming up in two weeks, the Senate, the, the, he's got no... Uh, I mean, he's got presidents, I think, are held responsible for failures on their watch. He's got a Democratic Senate. He should be able to do a little more than just say no to the House Republicans. The House Republicans keep trying to pass legislation to open the government, and the Senate Democrats uh, to keep the government open and to fund uh, government appropriately, and the Senate Democrats just keep rejecting it and saying, no, we don't want any provisions at all on it. I'm not sure how that debate plays out. Um, I I I don't think it's as dire for 
Republicans, as a lot of other people think. And look, I think a shutdown, it could be a little bit like the sequester, which was supposed to be such a disaster, and there was all that hoopla, and then it happened, and people kind of lived with it pretty well. There are some aspects of it that aren't that good. There are aspects of it that are good. A shutdown could have that effect, at least for a while. And then I think we run into the debt ceiling discussion. There, I think the president really has an untenable position, which is, I won't negotiate on the debt ceiling, whereas every president of both parties has negotiated various items in return for, for raising our debt ceiling. There's this odd um, argument. Uh, Harry Reid made it explicit when he, so explicitly when he said, we have, spo- we have spoken, as he put it. We have spoken, <laughs> and yeah, you right. shall listen. And I'm going, uh, I don't think that's how it works. Usually it's one side gets to speak and another side gets to speak. And my suggestion for Democrats who don't want to have to negotiate Republicans, it's very simple. Stop losing all those congressional elections. If you'll stop losing them, you won't have to debate with Republicans. But as long as you keep losing, the Republicans have won the House twice in a row and elections matter. And look, these Republican congressmen think think they were elected partly to do their best to stop, delay, uh, and, and ultimately repeal Obamacare. Now, they can't do it when President Obama is president. They can't repeal it, and they can't even fully defund it. Can they delay the most egregious parts of it? I'm not sure. They're going to test that proposition right now. Uh, maybe there were cleverer ways to get this issue front and center a, few, a month or two ago. I think they might have been. Uh, you know, attaching to the continuing resolution is gets complicates the debate because now it's a debate about government shutdown as well as about Obamacare. Still, at the end of the day, I think the Republicans are in a principled position. I mean, their position is they're happy to keep the government going, but they do think that we should delay the individual mandate for a year and treat Congress the same as we're treating the rest of the country. Is that really such an unreasonable position? Maybe the media can make it seem unreasonable. Maybe some of the stuff that's been said in the run-up to this uh, makes Republicans seem a little more just just looking for a fight instead of trying to do the right thing. But I think at this point they are trying to do the right thing. What they're proposing is the right thing. So let's let's see how this debate goes. But it, it is part of the concern is that the uh, many many people who don't follow politics closely, those people who shame on them, don't read the Weekly Standard and don't listen to the podcast, that they just see a rerun of a fight that they've been told by the media over and over again was going to come, and they're not going to listen to the specific issues. On the other hand, I saw very interesting two very interesting polls. Bloomberg reports that by a two to one margin, Americans say they want some kind of spending restraint attached to the debt ceiling. They don't just want to raise the debt ceiling just because. They want to see something that, you know, that slows growth down to go with it. And the second thing is we have the highest number of Americans self-identifying as conservative as we've had since 1952. And you wonder if those two forces together don't give Republicans an opportunity to break through that wall of, of kind of uh, the media is going to tell you the story before you even hear the story and there's no reason to pay attention. And the, that, those are good points. And the, the point I'd add to that is Obamacare goes into effect. Or the exchanges go into, into effect tomorrow. That's what the individual mandate has to do with people having to go into the exchanges. Let's see how well those are working. And let's see whether it doesn't seem a little more reasonable a week from now than it does today, though it already seems reasonable today, to say, gee, maybe we should delay this a year. This doesn't seem like it's got all the problems worked out. And I think it's going to be a real mess. Uh, we'll see if the media reports how much of a mess it is. But I, even even the media can't help but acknowledge, I think, that if people are trying to buy things and, and then they can't be bought because the, the pricing isn't accurate and there's no way to safeguard security and privacy uh, and everything else, I mean, I, I wonder, um, I'm not so sure that the media, you know, reality matters. And I do think that focusing a debate on the individual mandate in Obamacare and the congressional exemption in Obamacare, uh, that, that could really have an effect. Now, I might get swamped by 
scared, you know, by, by you know, horrible stories of the effects of government shutdown, I suppose. We'll have to see. I mean, Republicans really need, they need to stay on the offensive. I think they, that's the key. I was talking with a member a few hours ago. Right. And, you know, media is against you anyway, so you're much better off trying to frame the debate each day. Pass five more bills tomorrow. Keep Democrats on the spot. Keep saying pass maybe a debt ceiling extension with a suspension of Obama for a year and see if uh, that may be a bridge too far, because a lot of Republicans will just never vote for any hike in the debt ceiling. But at least put that on the table for President Obama. And then it just I think you've got to kind of keep kicking the ball back into their side of the field. Absolutely, and particularly when you've got two great issues like special treatment for Congress and special treatment for large businesses. Those are two things that the average voter can grab. But I, I just have to say, Bill, your cynicism hurts me. It really does. Didn't you hear from the Obama administration today that they've been testing the exchanges over the weekend and they're up to 66% accurate? When you type in your information and ask if you get subsidized and care, that's reassuring. Because you know, when you buy something, a major purchase online, if it's the two-thirds chance that the, that the price is right or that the, uh, you're going to get what you ordered, you're happy, right? It's you, only healthcare bill. If you're part of the third, if you're part of the third that, that don't get the, what you've what you've ordered, you just accept. And uh, of course, here you don't get to send it back either, right? You just have to accept whatever they give you. I think it's so. only healthcare. It's, it's, it's only it. it's medicine. Good, it's, it's a good. It's a good crapshoot. I, I I just once again, it hurts me. Your cynicism. And the other good thing to know is that the people who are being trained to be navigators, $65 billion are spending to, on other people to get other people to sign up for Obamacare, will get the same outstanding vetting that the guy at the Navy shipyard was able to get and get the secret clearance from security. So it's all, what can possibly go wrong? Two-thirds of our computers are operating correctly, and some of the people who will have your personal information are not identity thieves. What, what more can you ask for, Bill Crystal? But the one thing we can't do is put it off for a year. We've got to close the government <laughs> rather than put it off for a year. See, that's where the debate, I mean, we're joking, but we're sure. joking, but that is where Republicans just need to fan out and force the debate over the next 48, 72 hours. They need to be super aggressive on every radio show, on every TV network, and in their local papers, town halls, whatever. They just need to really get, you know, get, that, get the message out. I'm not sure the media necessarily uh, will trump the, in this case, what I think is a sound message. Bill Crystal with the Weekly Standard, thanks so much for your observations for today. We'll have more Weekly Standard podcasts coming up throughout the week. Be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.